This is a broadcast of SmallCapVoice.com, a financial communications and investor relations firm. SmallCapVoice.com receives payment for investor relations and financial consulting services that it provides to its clients. You should assume that officers, directors, and employees of SmallCapVoice.com or financial analysts mentioned and their families hold a position and intend to trade in these securities for their own accounts. This is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be nor should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, an investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This broadcast does not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used and statements of fact have been obtained from the featured company and other sources but not verified nor guaranteed by smallcapvoice.com as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. You're wired in smallcapvoice.com. Following is a presentation of smallcapvoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support. Now, with your online business briefing, smallcapvoice.com's Stuart T. Smith. Welcome one, welcome all to an online business briefing brought to you by smallcapvoice.com, where you know we're going to shine a spotlight on some of the smartest and freshest plays here in the markets today. And to that end, we're welcoming back to the show Cyberlock Technologies Incorporated. They're traded under the ticker symbol CLOQ, and we're also welcoming to the show and lucky enough to be joined by Transact Payments Limited and their CEO, Aaron Carpenter. I want you to visit their website at transactpaymentsltd.com to learn more about the company, and we will be learning more about the company here today as well as how these two companies will be working together. First, let's welcome the CEO of Transact Payments Limited, Aaron Carpenter. Aaron, thanks so much for calling in. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. And let's welcome back the president of Cyberlock Technologies, Chris Jackson. Chris, how are you today? We're doing fine, Stuart. Thanks so much for having uh, Aaron and I on with a podcast today to uh, discuss our initiatives. We appreciate it immensely. Excellent. And listeners, you can learn more about Cyberlock at Cyberlock, spelled L-O-Q, dot com. That's Cyberlock.com. Well, let's start with you, Aaron. If you would, will you please introduce your company to our listeners and provide an overview of the business model and the markets and the type of clients that you work with there at Transact Payments Limited? Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. So Transact Payments Limited has, has been in the market since, since 2012. We are or were initially based uh, out of Gibraltar, and we operate as an EMI or an electronic money issuer, both in the UK and throughout the European Union. So if I was to describe our business or look at what the perception of our business may have been previously, it would have been seen as quite a traditional bin sponsorship model where we would be offering card services, mostly of a prepaid nature, to, to, to fintechs. But that would be a, a rather simplistic way of of looking at what we do um, in, and perhaps I'm biased, my, uh, my, my uh, interpretation of Transact Payments Limited is really what we are is we're a, a flexible and innovative provider of pay, uh, payment solutions throughout the European Union. Uh, our product set is, is pretty diverse. 
And I'll start with the kind of customers that we, we tend to service in the card space. Uh, and like a lot of other bin sponsorship providers and card providers, you know, our customer base is much, much wider than just, just fintechs. We range from providing early-stage fintechs that might be servicing the gig economy, which is, of course, very, very topical right now, right the way through to banks and other providers or current accounts where we provide the debit card offering or the credit card offering but links to their, their other regulated services. Uh, and I think the reason that we're, we're able to, to, to service such a wide customer base really comes down to the people that we've got. Uh, I've been in the business here for, for just over 40 months, but I'm very, very lucky to inherit a a senior leadership team that has you know, experience dating back to the early 2000s. And I think that really, really shows and enables us to, to really create products out of solutions that we're providing to other customers. Uh, and what I mean by that is that when we look a little bit more widely than our, our card offering, many of our products have actually originated from being what were initially anticipated to be ad hoc solutions to what certain corporate customers were experiencing. Uh, and uh, an example of that would be we facilitate cross-border payments for a large-scale corporate financing firm and, and cash flow management company. We also uh, provide outward payments for a number of banks located in, in different jurisdictions, one of which is being here in Gibraltar. So very much, uh, very much a diverse product offering, but also a very, very diverse range of, of clients. Um, the other, I think, really important point to make about Transact at the moment would be uh, as I mentioned at the top of the call, we have always issued, uh, both within the United Kingdom and the rest of the European Union. As, as you guys will know, uh, the UK has made the decision to leave the European Union at the end of this year, which is slightly frustrating for many of us, but it's the reality of the world that we live in. So it uh, turns out we took the view that we would acquire a second license from the Malta, uh, and that's issued by the Malta Financial Services Association. Uh, we're in the final stages of that, um, having received our license in principle earlier this month, and we, we're now very confident and, and happy to, to be able to tell our customers and prospective customers that our ability to service the entire European market uh, will continue now, and the full UK market continue now um, well past the end of the year and, and significantly into the future. Well, thank you so much for that, Aaron. Chris, let's turn to you. We did an earlier audio interview with the company in February. Listeners, I want you to refer back to that to learn about the business model and the markets and the management team for CyberLock. But Chris, specifically right now, if you would, how does CyberLock fit in the financial ecosystem and how do you leverage this geofencing technology to assist your clients with their end goals? Go ahead, Chris. Thank you, Stuart. Well, in essence, if you could imagine an invisible perimeter around a location, that's essentially what the geofencing capability does. For, for TPL and their European Union uh, partners, you imagine there's lots of cross-border payments and things of that nature, and the geofencing with our, our tech stack has the ability to essentially put a geofence around a geographic area. It could be as big as a, a country uh, as small as a city, down to a, a building, your home, your office, wherever your your location is, and that's the security perimeter. So essentially, your phone is your key. You activate your CyberLock application. You turn on your card, um, provided that you're inside of the prescribed geofence, and then the transaction takes place. If, as the owner of the card, look at it, look at it this way, Stuart. Let's just say you you you're want to make a transaction. 
uh, and you're the owner of the card, but you're outside of the prescribed geofence, it won't even work for you. So that's a pretty secure situation. Um, there's no possible way that, that a would-be hacker can get your card, your phone, be inside of your geofence perimeter, um, and then activate the account and make a, make a fraudulent transaction in real time. It's just simply a, a statistical improbability. And that's what CyberLock does. Well, very good. Chris, it's going to be hard to find a headline in the last month or two that doesn't include the mention of this pandemic that we are still dealing with, with so many sheltering in place and relying now more than ever on online shopping to fill those holes in their daily routine. Geofencing, it would appear, as you just described it, is now more important than ever to protect all of our personal information. Chris, let's get your take on that. Well, I think what's happening... And, and Aaron can probably attest to this in, in his data in TPL, is that what's happening is a lot of people who possibly were, were not comfortable with online transactions and things of that nature are now essentially being forced to uh, with, with uh, stay-at-home and social distancing and things of that nature. It's becoming a greater opportunity for would-be hackers to compromise uh, individuals' information. And the use of a geofence to literally protect your, your assets, whether it be a, a debit card, a credit card, a, a web portal to get access to your personal banking information, the CyberLock application literally puts a geofence around your property, around your area, and it's mobile. That's the beauty of it, too. The geofence can come with you. So if you want a geofence in London today, you can do that. And if you travel and you're in Paris, a week later, you can do that. If you're in New York, you can do it there. If you're in Dallas, you can do it there. So the, the, the application itself is literally fully customizable. And I think that's why our, our partners like it, because we can. it's not a one-size-fits-all. It, it works for each individual opportunity, whether it's an individual, whether it's a card program uh, within TPL's network, a one-size-fits-all doesn't necessarily work. It needs to be completely customizable, and that's what the CyberLock app does, is it's a completely uh, customizable opportunity for each individual program or network. Well, this next question is back to you, Aaron. A recent article on the well-respected website for your industry, which is Payments cards and mobile.com we see the headline e-commerce payment fraud to exceed 25 billion annually i bring that up because for your company creating a secure banking network is paramount to you and your clients can you please explain to our audience some of the steps tpl takes to ensure integrity in the transactional system thank you um before going into the steps i i want to focus on a number for a moment because 25 billion annually is, is a frightening number <laughs> for anyone in, the, in our sector. But that being said, it's, it's not entirely surprising either. I think that when we look at the way the world has changed or the e-commerce landscape, landscape has changed over the past 15, 20 years, it's, it's been massive, particularly with the, obviously the move towards mobile payments. And I think that that's a trend that isn't going to slow down. And I think that the recent events, which I know Chris has, has spoken about today already, um, with regard to the COVID-19 pandemic are actually really going to serve as an acceleration event to that, um, both in terms of increasing the spend that you know, already active e-commerce users will, 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 be, uh, will be incurring. I, I read an article the other day that that's gone up in the last two months in the UK alone by about 36% per person, which is, is sizable. 
And then, I mean, there's the other factor here that it's going to be pushing certain individuals online to transact in a way that they're just not used to. And I think that that's really important um, in the context of today's conversation because that's bringing new people into an ecosystem where they really are going to require the best level of protection. Uh, and as the issuer of, of our cards and payment services, we feel very strongly that we have an obligation to our customers there. And I think that's why we spend so much time with them uh, trying to take really uh, preventative rather than, you know, pre- we always take the view prevention is better than cure, basically. Um, so we spend a lot of time um, throughout any implementation project or any advisory piece of the project that, that we incurred before go live, really ensuring that our customers are best placed to take advantage of, of any technological, technological or otherwise solutions that might exist in the market that can, that can really mitigate that forward risk to them and the end customer. Uh, and I think that's really where uh, Cyberlock come in. But what we really love about your offering is that ultimately it's preventing. It's not a case that we are claiming chargebacks or incurring the cost either ourselves or from the merchant or from the cardholder up front. It really is something that is, that is heavily mitigating the levels of fraud that we, we expect to see on any of the programs that we're managing. And I think that's hugely important and it's very much in keeping with what our what approach will always be. Well, Chris, then by using the cyber tech, cyber lock technology, using geofencing, multi-factor authentication in real time, how does that differentiate CyberLock from the traditional banking protocols currently in play? Again, is geofencing the way of the future then? Well, I, I think that it actually is, you know, and still maintaining privacy and things of that nature. One of the things that I think individuals are coming to the conclusion is, is that they want to protect their money and their assets at all costs, okay? So right now, within the ecosystem, there are on-off switches and things of that nature, but if your card is compromised by a third party, your card is always turned on. So there's still the ability to get compromised and your, and your debit or your credit account um, can, be, can be stolen. With CyberLock, it's, it's the opposite approach. It's always off. So if your information is compromised, it doesn't matter. They still cannot get access to your financial records, to your money, to your line of credit. Are you following that? Whereas literally, our connected cards are always in the off position as opposed to the on position. You turn it on with your, with your cell phone device, make your transaction, and then it automatically defaults back off. So if a third party, a retail establishment, if their database is compromised, the chances of your information being compromised in real time, they'd have to have your phone, they'd have to have your PIN number, they'd have to be inside your geofence, and they'd have to have your cell phone device. The chances of all four of those happening, again, are statistically impossible. That's why CyberLock is the way of the future, in our humble opinion. Well, listeners, I want to thank both of our guests for joining us here today. I want to thank Aaron Carpenter, CEO of Transact Payments Limited. Again, learn more about this company at TransactPaymentsLimited.com. And I want to thank Chris Jackson, president of CyberLock Technologies Incorporated. Learn about CyberLock at CyberLock.com. Again, L-O-Q is how you spell lock, CyberLock.com. For Aaron Carpenter and Chris Jackson, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. 
SmallCapVoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support, provides its clients with the highest level of service. Our audio interviews are disseminated to one of the largest opt-in audiences available today. How? We at SmallCapVoice.com believe in aligning and affiliating ourselves with other leaders within the investor relations community. By sharing resources, each affiliated firm is made that much stronger and each client is served that much better. Our focus is to identify and provide the very best financial services and solutions available to clients and their shareholders. For more information about our services, please call us at 512-267-2430 or visit us on the web at www.smallcapvoice.com.